Welcome to Game Setic, episode 91. I'm Alex Live with Spark 3. Hope you're having a phenomenal day today. Whatever day you're listening or perhaps watching this. Today's episode, talking about Xbox Bethesda's showcase. It's our uh, third episode and all of the coverage that we've been doing with everything going on this past week. And as you can see on the screen, I got both the boys here with me, rocking it over Discord today. Zach and John, how you doing? How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm feeling it. I mean, it's going to be an interesting show to talk about. I mean, it was, most, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I don't know as much as you, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I definitely think I'm probably going to be the one that enjoyed the show the most. Uh, John, what about you? What, how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good today. Uh, I didn't get to watch the showcase as it aired, and uh, you were immediately kind of throwing out some comments on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, hyping it up. So I was like, okay, all right, we'll see what we got here. Yeah. Not my, not my favorite showcase in the world, but it wasn't bad. No, I, I definitely think it was a good showcase. Uh, it, I will say it did not hit like the sky high expectations, but it did hit a lot of expectations for me, if that makes sense. like It, it didn't just completely blow the roof off, but I do think that it was a damn good show. Looking forward to chatting about a few different things here today. Um, make sure to go f- check out our website, sparky3.com. You can sign up for free or sign up for five bucks a month, get early access podcast episodes and exclusive content. Like the one where I talk, where I put the video up or Zach's a madman and he just destroys his body for the jokes, which I admire the dedication, but you're a madman, uh, as well. As go- yeah, that's on the website. <laughs> that conversation okay. is on the website for members only. So go sign to the website. You get access to that uh, as well as go follow us over at Twitter at game static pod. You can stay up to date with pretty much everything going on in the gaming world as well as our show. Uh, with that said, we can go ahead and look to kind of jump into things because uh, it was a 95 minute show. So there is a yes. lot. There's a lot that happened. This was a very, very beefy show here today. Um, all right. So immediately led off with Redfall, the other Bethesda game that was delayed by Arcane uh, Studios. Uh, I will say you definitely got a lot of that. Uh, a lot of that death loop vibe with this, you know, I got, I got the death loop vibe here in terms of like the styling of the game. You know, I, I got that vibe. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I feel you were sort of on the death loop thing, but I feel actually more because it was definitely a different change compared to the animated cinematic we got for Redfall. So when it started, I was very confused what it was until the vampire thing showed up and went Redfall. Yep. So the visual design changed. I don't know if it changed or they just wanted to throw us off with the. Animated cinematic last time. I mean, overall, it looks good. I'm more willing to want to pick out Redfall, but I'm sort of a sucker for anything that's uh, Left 4 Dead, Back for Blood esque, right, which was right. more what I was getting with it, with just abilities. Yeah, uh, this with a 2023 release and day one on Game Pass, so that kind of gives me a little bit of you know, like, oh, yeah, I may just give it a quick download. Yeah, because the gameplay they showed along with it, it was. It was interesting to say the least with all the different abilities that were kind of shown off with it. Yeah. Because uh, at first, it's like without really any preamble, they just it, they just had them going off. And I was watching, going, "What the fuck is happening in this game?" <laughs> See, but, I, I mean, was sorry, John. Go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say, uh, actually seeing some of the gameplay, it, it I mean, it it looked pretty good. I mean, the the intro where like they had to hit the one vampire that was coming in like multiple times and stabbed it and a bunch more came in. I was like, I was like, okay, I wonder how many of it, or if that's how it is for all of all of the vampires or like if they're, if they have like the more specialized ones, uh, that we tend to see that. Cause it's just having the one type of enemy that was each of them taking like four or five shotgun blasts or something. Right. Uh, it's like, I found that, th- that to be interesting because if, if they're, if they just have like various types of vampires, I assume they will with like different abilities or different ways that they, they come after you. Uh, that could be very interesting. I mean, it seemed like it did because we saw a couple variations plus the, uh, cultist people who are using weapons and whatnot. But I mean, I feel like it's got a nice blend between, um, Back for Blood style and almost Borderlands because we did see a brief moment where it was showing a bit of a skill tree for one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually confused when it started because kind of like you, I didn't know what the game was until the vampire showed up. I was looking at it going, is this something Back for Blood related? I wouldn't expect it, but... Yeah, because it's definitely got that style for because Back for Blood is the most recent game that has that similar style. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I will say that uh, this gameplay, I feel like, really put the game in a good light compared to the previous time we saw it, which was just a CGI trailer, because, like, the reception out of this is pretty pretty positive online from what I'm seeing right now. Uh, so that's going to be something to watch out for, especially, like I said, since it's coming day one Game Pass, of course, you know, mm-hmm. just makes it easy access for a lot of people. Uh, next up, we did have Hollow Knight Silksong, uh, which got a lot, some people chatting where it's just like, huh, who would have guessed that Microsoft was the one that would have, uh, you know, thrown that into a showcase and not Nintendo? Because people, this is this is like been like the most requested, most like expected thing from Nintendo and like an indie showcase. But, you know, that's coming to Game Pass, of course. And then uh, a game from the uh, Rick and Morty creators. High on life, dude. I was watching this, and man, what an acid trip of a game this is! It's true. I mean, it was so, dude. This game was so. <laughs> I don't piss me off the whole time. Man, this game was wild. As soon as I saw it, I suddenly went. What was that game? Who someone saves the, the universe or whatnot? Yeah, which was yeah. a VR title originally. Yeah, which is the same thing. I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. I don't know if I'll play it, but it's definitely a unique game. Yeah, everything yeah, with the very unique weapons at you. Oh, the talking weapons, dude! I was <laughs> I was already getting I, that was already getting to me just in the trailer. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, that's coming out October of this year, and it is a day one game pass, which yep. I think I'm going to pass on that one. That one, I'm kind of in the boat with John where I'm just like, this is one kind of make me mad, and two is like, what is this acid trip of a game? But uh, next up, uh, one of the one of the, the couple biggest highlights of this show, because, uh, you know, really in my mind, there are really four things that really stand out from this show, well, maybe five. Um, and this is one of them. And because this this really came out of nowhere, in my opinion, I, I haven't heard shit about this. And it's just like this is an insane amount of value. It really is. And that is uh, Riot and Xbox Game Pass teaming up. Uh, you'll be able to download like League of Legends, um, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Legend of Runeterra, Teamfight Tactics and Valorant all through Game Pass, uh, whether it's through PC or, or mobile. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying such an, like, it's like, you know, I know I, I've already watched some reaction videos from a couple people and they're, they, you know, they don't play league, for example, they're just like, I don't see the point in this, you know, if you can already play it for free, like, you know, and they openly say, I don't play league, so I don't know what makes it great, but no, like the fact that like, if you play like league of legends through game pass, whatever, you'll get like all the champions unlocked or, you know, all the champions for wild rift as well, or, you know, foundation sets for Runeterra and stuff like all agents for Valorant, like, bro, that is a stupid amount of value. Like just to I mean, have that, that. That is a ridiculous amount. Cause I mean, if you look at like, Pricing wise, just League yeah. of Legends alone, if you were trying to do pay for all the characters, you're looking at like easily thousand probably. Yeah. For some for all that, just for how many champions League of Legends has. I mean, and it saves so much time for people as well. Like even just Valorant itself, yeah. to unlock a character, you have to get through five levels of their personal pass, which you have to do playing as other characters, which takes quite a bit of time so just being able to jump in and just mess with whatever character you want yeah it was nice for people yeah it is it was interesting because like you said it kind of came out of nowhere i yep. wasn't i wasn't in any way expecting that uh but you did leave out the best part about it Little legends, the little legends with TFT, you get little legends for free. Yeah, the select little legends unlocked. Yeah, it's like I was, it's like I was watching. I was, I was keeping my eye to see which ones popped out. I'm like, I may, I may connect it through there just to get the little legends. I mean, I know I will because it looks like several series one, and I, they showed off GB Echo. I'm not sure if they would give that one away though. Yeah, that one, that would caught me off guard when it popped up. I don't expect that one to be given away because that's one of the. I mean, the, the chibi champions tend to be the, some of the more expensive ones. Yeah, uh, the premium ones. But I mean, the other ones. I mean, but I, I don't think I have most of those, so might as well get them while I can, get them just because I can. Right. Yeah. And I will say, just this sort of uh, approach that they're taking really just you know it's kind of like what you were just saying about the ability to, like try someone you, you know it, it just opens up the ability for new players to get involved with the game. 
You know what I mean? Like, and then I think that's a big win because like, that's always been like, I, I enjoy league. I haven't played it in a while. Uh, I, you know, but like, that's always been kind of a small turnoff for me. It's just like how many champions they are and how much of a pain they are to get them. If you just don't spend a ton of money, you know what I mean? So just having an easier way to have access to champions, I think is good for all players, you know, especially getting introduced to new players. So the, the, uh, this partnership really did come out of nowhere. And I, I the partnership's a massive dub. <laughs> like it is a massive, massive dub. That, that is one of the highlights of the show in my opinion for it, sure. it is a massive dope for them and everything and it is very nice because it is all of Riot's live service games the only thing that's sort of a downside of it to me is just the players for, that spent money we'll do what now the players who have spent money <laughs> no not that okay i was just thinking more of just what league of legends and not as bad but i know some part of valorant is the toxicity of the community that for people that's who, that's who for people who may be coming in through Game Pass never and just playing it and just picking whatever champion because they have them all and just immediately being flamed by people. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's that's those that's those <laughs> communities for you. <laughs> that's a very fair point though. Uh, next up, we got another look at Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, it's still set to come out this year, but they didn't give a release date. That is a day one Game Pass. I really want to like these games. Like, I really do. I still haven't beat Plague Tale um, uh, Innocence, I think, well, whatever the first one's called. I'm almost done with the game. Like, I'm probably 80% done with the game, and I just stopped playing. I, I want to like these games, but it just didn't pull me in like it did some other people. But, I don't know, maybe maybe this one could be different. We'll see. Uh, we got a pretty extended look at Forza Motorsport. Um, I know none of us here are fans of, like, any sort of racing games or racing, but um, from the looks of it, everything they did, uh, I mean, they are really going above and beyond for this game. Cause it, I mean, it looked absolutely insane in terms of just, like, oh, you know, visually. Stunning. Yeah, no. Was this the one that had the crossover with Hot Wheels? No, that's, no, that's that was, Horizon. Uh, Horizon. Okay, that was Horizon. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, but. that one was Horizon Five. Was the Hot Wheels one looked that uh, looked fun? <laughs> I mean, that sort of fits Horizon. Just yeah, because yeah. Horizon is just open world, drive around, do whatever. Yeah, that's from the more sport, arcade I mean, style. It looks very nice, and for people that fans base, they're really gonna enjoy that. Just with all that customization added to the vehicles and whatnot yeah. and just being able to control uh, having the testing of the track settings changing due to new daylight patterns right right i will say for anyone that watched the showcase and they were they're a fan of forza uh definitely go and watch the upload of that breakdown because it's the upload where you can watch it in all of its glory. Because if you're just watching a live stream, it's compressing the video. So if you want to see that shit in its full-blown 4K beauty, go watch the upload afterwards, because that's when you can view it. Um, next up, we did get, uh, you know, showcasing a little bit of fight, uh, Flight Simulator. It's 40th anniversary. Shit's been around, man. Coming out uh, in November uh, with, a, you know, Halo uh, Pelican. Free add-on right now. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. Gonna have, people are going to have fun with that. Uh, then got a pretty good look at Overwatch 2, something that's been kind of like radio silent here for a little bit, besides like, you know, oh, beta's coming out now. But other than that, it's just like for a, such a long time, it's just like, all right, what the hell's going on with this project? Uh, early access begins October 4th. Got a new look at the Junker Queen uh, character as well. Uh, Aura History Untold. I uh, got a game there, day one game pass. Uh, got a look at Elder Scrolls Online High Isle. Uh, as well as Fallout 76, The Pit. That one's day one game pass. And then, you know, the Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels. That's coming out next month, July 19th. Uh, Got a quick look at ARC 2, but nothing to really write home about. Um, Yeah, this was where I got disappointed because I saw ARC coming up. I was like, oh, we're finally going to see something on on the new ARC. It's like 20, it's like 20 seconds of just... Here's here's a couple dinosaurs and here's a shot of Vin Diesel. Here's a shot of Vin Diesel <laughs> with the girl behind him doing a voiceover. Yep. I'm like, wait, this this is almost the same thing we got last time. You just showed us dinosaurs. Yeah, it wasn't anything yeah, to write home about. It. Yeah, no, it wasn't anything to write home about. But it is a console launch exclusive, though. Yeah, and it's like that one. That one. That one frustrated me a bit, just right. Because I was like, if you're gonna show it again, at least give us something. Don't you just showed it to us again to say, hey, we we did mention this before. Don't forget about that. 
That one coming out in 2023 and day one Game Pass. Uh, next, got a look at Scorn, console launch, console launch exclusive. That's coming out this year, October 21st, 2022. Uh, and then day one Game Pass for that as well. Uh, Flintlock, Siege of Dawn, early 2023 day one Game Pass. Is this the first time we've seen this game? I can't remember if, it was at a, if that was a world premiere or not. Because like I was looking at this and I'm like, what? I have never seen that game before if we've seen it previously. As far as I'm aware, that's the first time I've okay. seen off at a showcase like this. Okay. I mean, it seemed interesting. Uh, it's definitely one I'll probably at least look into. Okay. Don't know if I'll play it, but I'll definitely look into it more. Gotcha. Uh, next up, we did have this Minecraft game. It wasn't exactly like an RTS. Like, we were kind of being, you know, rumored about. But, you know, it is a strategy game, action strategy game. Minecraft Legends coming out 2023, day one game pass. Uh, the cinematic for it looked pretty dope. Uh, Cinematic though, they did show a little bit of gameplay, uh, so it looks kind of interesting there. I'll have to take a look at that later. Uh, Lightyear Frontier, uh, console launch exclusive there, spring 2023, day one on Game Pass. Gunfire Reborn coming to Game Pass here in October. Which, say, it's gonna be fun on console. This one, I, I told I was told Zach before we started here, I did not realize this game wasn't already on console. I assumed it was just because I mean, this is a this is a fantastic game for people. Yeah, I've heard but it's a lot of fun. Like, because I know uh, oh, our our other game. the other Zach friend that we have has absolutely raved about it. Yeah, this game is fantastic. Uh, I was going to say it was an early access for a long time. I think it just did four release what, about almost a year ago. Now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a little while, but yeah, it's like they've they've uh, since it went into beta, they've got like additional characters different like varying bosses and stuff too so it's it's a lot of fun people are gonna really enjoy that one yeah that's one that's been on my radar to want to try out when they come into game pass might might uh might jump into it we'll see uh next up we have the last case of benedict fox uh console launch exclusive spring 2023 day one on game pass uh as dusk falls uh july 19th coming out here very very soon that art style was very very interesting the the styling of the game it was you know because it is a visual novel whatever yeah the styling of it was very very fascinating to me uh that is it day was one interesting game well. um i'd be curious to see about it because at least how they finished up the trailer it almost seems like it may be Detroit like human style yeah that's kind of the vibe i got choices yeah, that's the kind of vibe I got because they showed off like the different branching paths and shit. So, yeah, Detroit Become Human was some good vibes there. Yeah. So, that, that's one we may have to take a look at. Uh, Naraka Blade Point, console launch exclusive cross play support, new campaign mode coming out on my birthday, June 23rd. Shout out to that. Um, have any of us played that? No, I, I haven't, haven't played it, but it looks I cool. I have played <laughs> it. I've looked into it, but I, I just didn't want to didn't want to buy into it no. okay i was just curious because it said campaign mode coming out i was like what the hell is a campaign mode for this i thought it was about a royal yeah yeah, yeah kind of yeah basically in a way uh, yeah i'm curious about the campaign mode because i don't know much about the game other than it just being like some action battle royale whatever i mean it's always looked cool but i just never jumped into it um, so I don't know, may have to look into it. Uh, we did get uh, uh, game announcement. I think this is the first time we've seen this. Pentiment, I haven't, I didn't really show a whole lot. Don't know what this game is. Um, then got uh, the full game of Grounded. Has it been in like early access or something? Because that's why they ever it's like full it's game. Been in, yeah, it's been in early access. They've just okay, like every time they've done a show for the past like two years. They always talk about it, but it's usually like a new raid boss or a new, oh, okay. like a new area coming in, new boss or something like that. So, I mean, full release is full release is cool. Fuck that game to hell, uh, Irvin. Well, there, you know why? You know, arachnophobia slider that makes I know even scarier than the spiders. Yeah, because they're just they're just, it's like a weird marshmallow Blob. cloud walking at you, dude. No matter what, fuck that game straight to hell. That game's horrifying. Nothing's wrong with you, sir. <laughs> uh, Arabin, uh, console launch exclusive there, 2023 day one game pass. And then this one, by God, was I not expecting this to be at the show, but we got to look at Diablo 4. Uh, I'm, I'm compl- honestly, I've kind of forgot about Diablo 4, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. So I, that's, that goes into why I did not expect to see anything with involving this game. Uh, but Necromancer was confirmed as the fifth and final class alongside Barbarian, Druid, uh, Sorcerer, and Rogue. Uh, there was gameplay shown that was captured from the Series X. Crossplay confirmed, couch co-op, which that's cool, coming out next year in 2023 is the current slated release window. 
Um, did you guys have any real opinions on Diablo four? We've all kind of dabbled into this in some capacity. Um, so any thoughts? I mean, it was a nice choice for, uh, the Blizzard game besides Overwatch two to really show off at the Xbox specific. Right. Uh, Thing I mean, as for how it looked as though, I mean, it looked solid. I mean, everything looked nice and flowed well with the combat and everything, and did seem a bit different compared to Diablo 3, which so many years ago now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it looked very entertaining at the very least. Yeah. I mean, I am. I'm a fan of the kind of the direction they've gone with this one as opposed to Diablo 3, where at least from everything they've showed us, your screen's not just filled with enemies at all times or anything everything like when you're using an ability or when you're doing something actually looks impactful uh that'll be determined when we can actually play the game but i mean seeing necromancer's final class i mean makes sense necromancer's a beloved class for diablo people love playing it that's my favorite to play yeah so i mean it's it's good to see that that it is actually going to be the final class because I think a lot of people were expecting it. Right. No, it was it that was a very pleasant surprise for me is uh, is getting a look at Diablo Four and actually getting to see some gameplay and stuff. That was that was one of my personal highlights of the show because I mean that 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 one and the Riot one they both just came out of nowhere. You know, haven't heard anything about either or you know being on the show. So those are both pleasant surprises. Uh, next up, did get a look at CFE Season Seven. Man, this thing's been around. It's it's made it's made its redemption story and everything. I mean, it, it's rocking. Um, got a look at Ravenlock as well. Uh, coming out in twenty twenty three. Day one Game Pass. A game called Cocoon, which coming out of Cocoon looked horribly disturbing. Uh, that's going to be a console launch exclusive. Twenty twenty three. Day one Game Pass. Uh, Wulong Fallen Dynasty. Early twenty twenty three. Day one Game Pass. Made by Team Ninja. Um, how are we feeling about this one? And you're forgetting one of the one of the teams yeah. on that. It's Koei. not just Team Ninja. It's Koei Tecmo yeah. and Team Ninja. Yeah, as soon as I saw Koei Tecmo and then I saw Team Ninja, I'm like, all right, Zach may be into this. We'll see. I was cu- I was curious of your thoughts. I mean, Koei, it started with Koei Tecmo, which I was like, okay, Koei Tecmo. And then it still went up Team Ninja and went, what is this crazy shit? Because <laughs> Team Ninja, all their games are very action-oriented and very robust and just mm. big big flashing moves and everything like that. And then Koei Tecmo is known for the Warrior series and just waves and waves of enemies and just demolishing them. So I'm, I will be very curious to see more on this game because it doesn't seem like traditional Warrior style of just, hey, here's characters who are just going to go sweep through a map. It seems like Team Ninja had a bit more on the reins in terms of storyline. So we are going to have follow a specific character and... Um, storyline and it was definitely a team ninja style because it looked like it was set in the three kingdoms era which is the koei tecmo usual setting mm-hmm. but it was definitely team ninja style of the characters gotcha yeah i mean i thought it looked actually pretty pretty neat uh, i'll be looking forward to seeing more information on it um uh, I, I mean, like I said, I thought I thought it looked pretty cool, and I was definitely curious of your thoughts on it. Uh, the next thing that we had, this one's big. This one's big. Uh, it's just big for the franchise. It just kind of opens, you know, the floodgates. While I'm not a fan of this franchise, you know, obviously I understand the weight of the franchise that it has today and how much it's risen in popularity. And just I've already, you know, just from what I've seen and how people's reaction, just the impact of this is massive. Uh, but Persona Three Portable, Persona Four Golden, and Persona Five Royal all coming to Xbox and PC, Xbox One, Series X, PC, whatever, uh, through Game Pass and everything, uh, starting with uh, P5R in October. You know, Zach, I mean, how, how, how do you feel towards this as a fan of the franchise? Because it's like, yeah, I mean, you have these games, whatever, but I mean, this them not being, you know, like trapped on like Sony or, you know, like P5R, uh, not P5R, uh, P, uh, P4 Golden, whatever, only being on like Steam before that, what, the Vita or whatever. Like this is yeah. this is massive, massive for Persona. How are you feeling about it? I mean, it's good for the franchise. I mean, it did expand off the PlayStation 1, not with PC, but with it being on Game Pass. Yeah. It'll definitely be a lot more accessible to people just being able to download and play it. So, I mean, it's good for the franchise as a whole. Um, I'll be honest, I don't feel like the franchise was hurting, but, I mean, it's still good for the franchise because it gets it out to so many more people and an easier accessibility, right. like especially for 3, which is the oldest of the two, of all of them. 
I mean, I know a lot of people have played four now at this point, and then five, but this is the first update, remaster, or whatever it's going to end up being of three. Yeah, it's the first one since P3 Portable itself on the PSP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be the biggest one that's going to get a win out of this, is just Persona 3 coming back to the limelight, and just the streamlined system from P- Persona 3 Portable. Yeah. Uh, the Coming to coming to Game Pass PC is, I like that personally because Persona 4 Golden, I never played, and uh, it's been one that I've kind of wanted to play, and I'd see it on Steam, but I I never ended up picking it up. So it'll be nice when that actually makes its way, uh, and because then I can give that a shot. But yeah, the, I I had a moment when I when it first started showing it where I I forgot that these were like PlayStation exclusive games. And because mm-hmm. I, I just in my head I just associated it with console, mm-hmm. so it, it took me a second. I was like, it, it's like I was watching. I was watching Persona Four Gold, and I'm like, isn't that? Oh no, no, it's not. So yeah, yeah. And uh, like you said, Zach, Persona's not really hurting. No, it's not. Or, the Persona franchise wasn't really hurting, especially with how popular Five was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just open opens the doorway for more people to more people to be able to enjoy those games. Yeah, no, I think the biggest win is just 3 in itself, just more people getting to experience 3, which was the first one which led to the current Persona system that we have, mm-hmm. versus 1 and 2, which were a fair bit different. Um, but I also think there is just an upscale versus a remaster, because from the shots they were showing a Persona 3 portable, they looked a bit data. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. You know, I, I don't know what the original game looked like, but I did kind of think that that it would, you know, did look a little bit dated just looking at it. But you know, I will say one other thing to just kind of keep an eye out for is now that it's kind of breaking its barrier of it just basically always being like PlayStation or anything is now watch for any potential like uh, Switch ports down the line because that's something that I think could be very much explored because you got to keep in mind just like the powerful hold that Nintendo has on you know the Japan market. You know, that's why you see so many JRPGs just go over to Switch and just do very well in Japan and be the same thing for Persona. You get those on the Switch and it's going to boom over in Japan. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, that's just stuff That's just stuff to watch out for. Zach, you have a confused face there. Well, it's already super big in Japan. Well, I, mean, I know, no, no. I, 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 I mean, Persona series is not hurting. I, I know. Mean, look, no, no. I understand it's not. No, listen, listen. I understand it's not. But the, the point is, like, the Switch is like gotten so many JRPGs. Like, it's like because of the Switch being one of the top selling consoles of all time in Japan, you see so many of these other games that appeal to that audience on that console. Because I mean, like, you look at PlayStation Four, you look at you know PlayStation Five, and the Switch, man, it, it's dominant. So you get more games like that on the Switch. You're you're continuing to give that audience, you know, a more today 2022 availability of said games. I'm not trying to make it seem like the Persona franchise is hurting. I'm trying to make it seem like a hey, Persona franchise is about to even take off even more. I I think the the way Alex was like the it, the thought process in his head is if it did make its way to a, like we get a Switch port for for these games it would then explode again because there's plenty of households out there that yeah. don't have PlayStation Xbox, but they have a switch or multiple switches. So he's not saying it's hurting. He's saying it would then once again, explode like, uh, like they do whenever they release a new version or like whenever a new version of a game that people were already excited for. Thank you for defining my jumbled mess, John. Cause I don't explain things very I, well. I knew, I knew what you were trying to do. I was just like, I, let, let, let me try to decode this in a minute. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for decoding. I appreciate you. Uh, all right. Next up, we had uh, the Kojima Xbox confirmed partnership. You know, we already heard the stuff earlier this year uh, or earlier last year about uh, him signing a contract to do a game. No information. He basically just showed up and said, hey, yeah. I'm Kojima. Yeah. Bye. I'm Kojima. Like they, they introduced Kojima. <laughs> That's all he does. He's talking about, like, I've, I've been wanting to make this game for years, and now with the power of Xbox, I'll be able to. So I'm gonna start doing that. I was just like, "Oh, okay, well." So after glad this, you, glad you showed up, Kojima. After the show, it was basically I saw some stuff come out uh, from the show where it's like it is confirmed that it is this fabled cloud 
you know, game that he's he's wanting to create that's completely utilizing the power of the Xbox cloud. So that's what it's going to be. Like I've I've seen some wild like rumors on it where it's like he's trying to get it set up where like you know your phone will get text messages from the game or for whatever you're doing. Um, you know, like characters are texting you in the game or something. I don't know, man. It's Kojima. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Kojima moves. Like if he's literally focusing on the use of the cloud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That game's gonna freak some people the fuck out. Yeah, because that's that's one thing he like he wasn't he didn't say a lot, but he did specifically say he's like I've been waiting for yes. the cloud to become as powerful as it is, and with the with the power of Microsoft and their cloud service, I'll finally be able to make this project. I mean, with no, no only what it is. With his end goal with this game is I would not be surprised by it at all if. You play it on your PC, console, whatever it is, and once you start it, it connects to anything that's connected to your to the Xbox Cloud in your house. Yes. And it play in your house becomes the play area, not just your streaming console, your entire fucking house. That's gonna be that's gonna be a freaky fucking game. <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. So I, I, I can't help but to be curious though. In the slightest. I'm very, very uh, curious though. And you you know with it Microsoft's just like, Oh, we're getting we're getting Kojima to make a game. We're gonna let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be fascinating to see it later. Oh. And then the show closed off uh with Starfield, which we were kinda iffy on on if it should just close off with it or lead off with it because of the big delay, of course. But they did close off with Starfield with an extended look. Uh, a lot of information on the game showed some gameplay. Uh, Todd Howard just kind of more hammering the, you know, be you, do what you want sort of mentality. Like, hey, this is how the game is designed. You know, you know, fully customized. And it's, you know, he, he talked about how it's like the character customization is more, you know, advanced than anything that we've had before in previous games because this is the first game on their new engine and everything. Uh, and then just, you know, gave some more looks at like the customizing of like, you know, your ship or you can build like an outpost and stuff like that. And, you know, hire people for set outpost. Uh, got a quick, like, you know, got some looks at some story elements and then, you know, kind of gave you a taste of just how big this game is where it's like looking at the map back and out, looking at the map again back and out. It's like all these solar systems over a thousand planets that you can fully explore. A lot of no, not no man's sky vibes. Uh, I, and that's kind of the common uh, thing that I've kind of seen online where it's like a lot of people. It's like, okay, so this is like the triple a no man's sky that we wish no man's sky was, you know, whenever it, whenever it was coming out, that was kind of, that was some stuff that I kind of saw. I mean, I was very impressed with it. You know, the, the first time we've seen anything. Well, it's like seeing it actually seeing like the gameplay and some of that there were some aspects of what they were talking about where i'm like take it or leave it like the ship customizing your ship as much as you want to building it being able to fine tune it however you want to whatever i'll make a basic ass ship and be done with it unless i have that's to fair i, I can relate to that it's like base building i mean i'll build the base to the extent that i probably have to that's not usually my type of thing in the game now that i do but like the, <laughs> the other aspects of it where they were showing the skill tree showing like yeah, the, yeah like how the combat worked and some of that that i was much more interested in but the thing i'm wondering is with the amount of planets that they're talking about that you can explore what i'm starting to wonder about is like enemy diversity and how much of it is going to be copy pasted to right like throughout the planets because it's one thing to have thousands of planets and you could have it's like you could have thousands of different enemies but it, by the time you go through and explore it you're going to see a lot of the same stuff over and over again it's the only thing that I'm kind of worried about I'm right I'm, I'm assuming with how well everything looked cuz the game looks fantastic yep uh, with how it looks and what they did show off to us, I'm sh I'm pretty sure they'll have enough variation of it uh, where that won't be too much of an issue, or at least I'm hoping so. Yeah, and that is a very fair concern because that was something I thought about. It's just like how much is going to be copy and paste because we've seen it with previous Bethesda titles where it's like you know almost like copy and paste of like what we'll see from like NPCs yeah. at times and stuff like that. So that that's a very fair concern. And also another thing that just kind of concerns me is like you know is this game going to be exactly as they're describing, or is it going to come out and be like oh it's not fully open worlds, but you have large open zones that you can go explore. You know what I mean? Like because that that is that's that is a lot. What I would expect. Yeah, like it, like if that world is completely 
you know, the entire planet fully explorable. Like this is like just such an ambitious project that it's, it's, it's unreal. And it makes sense why it's taken so long to even really get to this point. Cause they've said they wanted to make this game for so long, but like, you know, you're concerned with it, like potentially like every planet having its own, like enough of its spice to make it, you know, feel unique. That is a very fair concern that I'm hoping we can get yeah. some more info on later. Now, the shots they made of like multiple planet, like, you know, landscape, that looked awesome. Like, it's just like, okay, I mean, we, you know, they're really going for a lot of different, but over a thousand planets, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's excessive. Cause I mean, when they got to that point, my big thing with it is I'll probably look at it, but. When they started really going to all the customization stuff, I went, I'm sure with John's like, how much do I actually need to bother with my ship? I, it's like, and the bases and whatnot. Because yeah. like, my big thing is always the RPG aspects, not the base building, which they introduced with like Fallout 4 and stuff like that. Right, right. And then they said a thousand planets and that he was going about, well, you can choose anywhere on the planet to pick. And I mean, when Fuck that. I'm doing minimal. Fuck off. Yeah, that's, that's me. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, you have all of this, and there will be the people that are, are super excited about that. They want to build their base. They want to yep. make their own custom ship and make it as unique as possible. And they want to find the perfect person to go work in their stronghold. Meanwhile, I'm going to be like, I'm going to get away with as minimal as I can do, and the first person I come across that says they can work there, you're, you're hired. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you guys on the ship stuff. Like, I can take it or leave it. Like, I'll probably dive into it, have a fun time with it, but that's not one where it's like, ah, I'm super, you know, hyped about. I will say the base building is cool. I enjoy that sort of stuff. Uh, so that's one that I am excited for. But I, I'm I'm also with you guys and just being, look, you know, really excited about, like, you know, just, like, the skill tree and just, like, the gameplay aspects. Like, that, that was definitely more of my draw and what I'm more pumped up for. Now, in terms of the Thousand Planets, there's definitely a part of me that's very excited about that, as well as the concern and as well as the feeling of, be, of being overwhelmed. That's definitely already creeping in my brain right now. Yeah, because my biggest thing with Thousand Planets, not even just, like, like I said, with, like, enemies diversity or like other planets kind of being copy paste to change the change like the landscape slightly or change like how the uh like the seasons or whatever on the planets or anything like that it's not even that it's more of okay so it's like if i don't have to go to these planets what's it's like what is going to be drawing me into that planet it's like, I don't know if it'll be something, like, if they'll have something, like, lore-related or, like, you'll get a mission from someone or talk to somebody and they'll mm-hmm. talk, like, hear stories about some planets. Like, if you go here, you'll find this or something like that or, it, or anything like that. That's what I'm kind of wondering is with these thousands of planets, what's the draw to go explore them other than just exploring them? That's a good question. meaning resources, specific resources, because based on the planets we saw, each one has, like, different biomes. So I could assume just resources, having to have outposts, and outposts can only get so much of a certain resource from each planet. So I think that would probably be one draw. Um, other would just be possible, yeah, caches and dungeons that are across the different planets, if you need one, would be my thinking. Yeah, because in, in, in big or in games that have kind of like these RPG games that have these big scopes, it's always fun to go explore as much of the map as you can and find out as much as you can. But it's a lot they're talking about. Yeah. It is ambitious as hell. I mean, this sounds like one of the most ambitious games that I've ever personally heard of just because of the thousand planets like that, that tipped it over the edge. It was like, okay. So when they, when they always talked about and hyped up that this is our most ambitious project, our biggest project, they were not fucking kidding. Like this, this is insane to me. And it just, it's one of those things like I, I like, I'm still very excited for this game. This is going to be an immediate play for me. I'll probably take a couple days off to play it. Like I'm very excited for this game, but I do have this like general, even though it's Bethesda, I have just general concerns. Cause it's like, that just feels like it's so big, but I don't know. We'll see, you know, we'll see if they knock it out of the park or not, you know? Or if they have to dial it back in, you know, we get a little bit closer to release and they things get dialed in a little bit. But, I mean, I was impressed with it. I was very, very happy with it, you know, uh, with the, the extended, you know, showing of Starfield and just the showcase in general. You know, how are you guys feeling towards just the whole show, Starfield, whatever? Just how, how are you guys feeling? Any thoughts that you want to know on any of the games we, ch- we just chat about? How, how, what you guys' thoughts? Well, 
throw move off of Starfield, like the one thing that, uh, I mean, overall, the trailer was very good and the extended stuff, seeing, actually seeing gameplay and whatnot. The one thing I do want to throw at y'all before we move off is just how do y'all feel about the little bit we saw of the space dog? I thought it looked okay. A little disorienting, but thought it looked okay. Which I thought the disorienting thing could um, it could be a good thing in a way because it gives you more of like the feels like you're actually in it sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah. But I, th- I thought it looked not not that bad. I, I was kind of curious about you know because it looked like they were just seamlessly switching back and forth between third person and first person. But, you know, when they went to like the third person view, it's like there was no like you know, there was nothing on the screen, which I know was probably yeah. just for presentation purposes. But I, I'm kind of curious about that because it was the same thing when they were on the planet. Uh, the guy like jumped in the air and was shooting, you know, in from third person. So I was like, I, I guess it's like, every, you know, like other Bethesda games where you can just seamlessly switch between them. So, but I mean, I thought it looked fun though. Uh, I'm I'm not the biggest like space combat or ship combat uh, fan. So uh, so for me, I mean, it looked it looked decent, but it's one of those things where looking at it, I don't know. For me, for me the space combat in games tends to look very similar. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, that one really just comes down to, does it feel good to do it? Or does, is it going to, at the end of the day, is it going to be a ship, ship flies past you, turn around, turn around to shoot at them, try to follow after them and uh, navigate that way. That some games with uh, ship combat like that can become very tedious. Fair. Uh, so, that I'm a little iffy on. So if it turns out that it feels great, then then that'll be that'll be a big win. But for me personally, I'm I'm, I'm pretty iffy. I will also yeah. say to tag on with the ship stuff is one thing they didn't show in this presentation is how you get from planet to planet. Do you personally get to fly through space, or is it just like a like almost like a Mass Effect thing where you can just hop? You know what I mean? Like, what is that transportation? That's what my next thing was going to be because, like, what is the balance here of uh, gameplay? Because we got on land, of course, general RPG narrative stuff, doing combats and whatnot, and then we have the space flight stuff, having to mess with your ships and actual combat and whatnot, and then actually taking the time to explore planets and then build bases for resources and whatnot. So, like, what's going to be our balance here of right. all of these? Because I mean, it's open world and whatnot, but there's still got to be at least a somewhat standard balance of how much you're doing of each to actually progress on the, what storyline there is within that universe. I would assume like between like space, like actually being in ship, being in space versus on the planet, I would say my rough guess would be like 80, 20, 80% of the time being on the planets. Cause maybe it's like in space, you may have like space stations that you can connect to and go That'd be cool. and go in. Uh, or you, there may be like, asteroid fields where you can go in and like try to find special resources there and then it's like you that may that may be part of it where like you're trying to head to towards this place uh that they're supposed to be like minerals or something like that you can only access by flying your ship directly to it and then that may be where some of the ship combat comes in yeah sure that that's that's my guess. I, I would assume most of the game takes place on planets and that actually flying, you probably don't spend a lot of time flying between them. The ship stuff might just be like for shorter range travel or something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, overall thoughts on just Starfield and just the whole show, any other games that you want to kind of circle back to and give extended thoughts on? Because, uh, uh, you know, while you guys are looking at it, I'll go ahead and kind of yell, you know, shout out my highlights of the show. Obviously, Starfield's going to be my number one. Um, after that, ranking them, I don't know. I just know Starfield's my one, but I can point out some that are, like, big highlights. Now, while this is a big highlight to me, like, as in a general sense, it's not a highlight for me as a fan, and, of course, that is the Persona stuff. That is that is a big highlight of the show, as it is for a lot of people. Um, Diablo four, that was a highlight. Cause again, that was unexpected and it looked great. Uh, kind of gets me back on track for being excited for the game as well as the riot stuff, Riot Stuff looked good. Uh, that, you know, it came out of nowhere, lots and lots of value there. And then, uh, honestly, Redfall, you know, Redfall, I, I liked what I saw out of Redfall personally. I thought, I thought, I thought the gameplay looked like a lot of fun. Um, then there's some other little, you know, tidbits there. Like I did think the, um, 
uh, Naraka Blade Point looked kind of cool. Uh, we'll see if I end up checking it out. But I mean, I thought it looked pretty cool though. But I mean, overall, I thought it was a very good show personally. I mean, overall, it wasn't a bad show. Definitely more interested in Redfall now with the actual gameplay versus the animated yeah, trailer yeah. we got last year. Uh, I'm curious what Pentiment's going to be. I mean, because it seemed like it might be interesting, but we really didn't get any clue on what's actually going on other than in some narrative-esque game. Uh, so we more curious to see more out of that from Obsidian. Irabon actually seemed pretty interesting. Whatever. I don't... They didn't really give us story of what's going on other than you're some girl offing a bunch of androids. Right. Oh, and, oh, and also the shadow powers. Also the as dusk falls, whatever was also pretty neat. Yeah. Um, Riot's team up with that Microsoft was very surprising and good. Um, Diablo four was a nice touch just seeing as that's been pretty radio silent after. And we just got uh, the mobile, Diablo after so long, so suddenly hearing four was a very good surprise. And uh, I think my biggest thing for me is going to be Wu Long. I'm going to have an interesting action beat him up with Koei Tecmo and Team Ninja on it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It did look pretty cool. Uh, for me, the overall show was. I mean, it it was it was a decent show in my opinion. Uh, Starfield is the easy standout for. I say probably most people are going to say that's their easy standout. Uh, But I mean, kind of like, kind of like you guys, Redfall actually has me interested a little bit now Uh, before didn't, didn't really have any opinion on it other than I guess that's a thing. Uh, Me too. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it, it it at least uh, made me more curious about it. So it'll, it'll be something I look at a little bit more. Uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, all that did was remind me that I've been meaning to play Hollow Knight. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played it yet, and it it's like that puts it puts it a little higher on my list because I mean, Hollow Knight's just been on there for a while, so I'll I'll end up probably playing it now. Uh, the, I mean, the Forza Horizon Five with Hot Wheels that just looked ridiculous. It's like that. I don't play that. I don't play those games, but. Man, did that that just looked ridiculous and fun. So for for fans of that uh, that game, have fun with it. Uh, and then uh, Flintlock caught my eye. I don't know what to think of this game, but it, it's definitely gotten on my radar because I couldn't I couldn't really form an opinion on it right away because it looks interesting. But I couldn't tell if that was a good thing or a bad thing. I'm I'm leaning towards good because it it looked it looked fun, right. which is which is all I was like in a in a game that kind of has that play style of what we were seeing. That's what matters because you can have it's like if it doesn't look fun, it's probably not going to be fun. And so hopefully ho- hopefully with more information coming about that one. Uh, I'll definitely keep my eye on it. Okay, okay. You guys had to give it a, uh, a rating. What would you give this uh, this show? I give it an eight. Uh, un- until Starfield, probably like a six and a half. After Starfield, probably seven and a half. I would probably do probably a nine for me. I, I really liked this show. There was a lot of there was a lot of takeaways for me. I thought it was a very good show. Um, anything else that we want to shout out uh, from the show, or we we want to go ahead and look to kind of wrap things up here? Well, I'm gonna throw this out there, seeing I just just saw it from somebody. Uh, apparently, right now on Steam, Ark and most of its DLC are free. Pick up if anyone hasn't mm. messed with Ark or wants to pick it up with Ark Two, still supposedly coming out next year. That stuff is free currently. Mm. There's a deal there for you. Hot off the press. I haven't, double, I haven't double checked it, so we may cut this here in a bit. Uh, nope. Expansion maps are free. I am. There you go, John. John's like, I am <laughs> gonna download that and just snag that real quick. <laughs> I am currently going through the Steam pages. <laughs> uh, well, look, looking at the Steam page, uh, all of the ex- yeah, it looks like. All of the expansion maps 
Uh, the only thing that's not free is the Arc Genesis Pass. Mm. Or the Arc Genesis Season Pass. Uh, which might... I don't know if that's the newest one, but that might be the newest one. So it looks like everything up till there has become free. Yeah, just checking. All this stuff will be free up to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on June 19th. So you have until a week from this podcast uploading to download all this stuff for free on Steam. Yeah, that's nice because I've, I've played a little bit of Ark, but I, I didn't... I never dived too deep into it. And uh, the additional maps always looked interesting, but there was... Uh, I, I, like I said, I never dived too deep into them where I wanted to buy all, all of the extra maps. What are you looking at? Uh, apparently, apparently uh, there's all people have already set up a change.org petition to cancel Kojima's Xbox exclusive game. Why? Because it's Xbox exclusive? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, what, they, they're fine if he makes a like a PlayStation game, but not yep. fine if he makes an Xbox game. Correct. Come on now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's only got like 1,500 signatures, but <laughs> so it's not well, like it's going to carry a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, okay. Um, look, I will say I'm pretty excited for, I think it's tomorrow, tomorrow's show as well. Tomorrow should be the extended showcase. Uh, for Xbox, so looking forward to seeing what will be at that. Like what what more gameplay we'll see? Because that that those, that's kind of like those times, like a like a Nintendo Treehouse, where it's like the time to just sit down and dive more into a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'll be looking forward to seeing what's going to be on that show tomorrow. Uh, in terms of our show, I don't know if a Nintendo Direct's happening this week. Um, I want to I want to hope that it is, and we'll find out either tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, but I don't think it, it is my, my, I'm starting to get a gut feeling that it may not happen this week. So if that's the case, we won't have another show this week and we'll have a show, our normal show come out, um, again at here, you know, we'll record on Saturday, whatever, and talk about the extended showcase. Uh, Zach finished the quarry. So we'll give a full review on that. Looking forward to that. Uh, I'll probably watch the Capcom showcase, which is happening tomorrow. Yeah. Capcom's tomorrow as well. That's going to be one to potentially chat about. Uh, for sure. Um, so, you know, it just, if Nintendo Direct happens this week, we'll go ahead and probably get an extra episode out. We'll see. It just depends. We'll see how we're kind of feeling on it. Um, but if not, hey, you know, episode 92 will just come out usually around its uh, normal time. I'll probably still upload it a little early. You know, I'll probably upload it for Sunday, you know, or something, you know. Uh, but, boys, any last thoughts before I hit the music? Or, you know, am I good to hit the music? We, we good to get out of here? No. Uh... No, I don't think I got anything else. Think you're good to go. All right, music is hit. I know you guys can't hear it, but last thoughts. All right, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help us out. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe button and help us build the community. And you can hit that bell, let you know anytime we upload, especially since we're unsure about the Nintendo Direct. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Yep. If you made it to the end, thank you very much. And, uh, if Nintendo does come out with a direct in the next few days, then uh, we'll be sure to we'll be sure to cover it, and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Yeah, and hopefully we will get a direct these next few days. I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty excited to see what Nintendo's got for the later half of this year. You know, I just think that it's a possibility we may not get it because, like, think about it. I mean, their roadmap's kind of made until like what you know at least uh, September. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, we'll see. I mean, if they have a direct, I do think there will be one this month, but it could be like the last week of this month. But if it comes out, hey, like John said, we'll get an episode out and chat about it for sure. Looking forward to that. Uh, do everything they said more. Make sure to go check us out at our website, sparkythree.com. You sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. I'll go check out the merch store, sparkythreeshop.com. Pick up some merch. We'd appreciate that. Join the Discord. Link down in the description below and check out other shows like Animan Plus, Terrible Football Show, Spark Bark, talking about movies and stuff. Till next time, guys. Have a good one. See you.